because when you notice when you look at boys to men so their first album was very much like your first album very um new jack and and, and r&b their second album they moved them to become more adult contemporary you know getting babyface and jimmy and terry and doing more sort of ballads and sort of songs that can cross over <clears throat> when you did your second album one i was surprised teddy wasn't on there but then r kelly was still um you know, he was emerging as you know, Jive's new artist and stuff. Whose direction was it to think, let's keep you guys with R&B and not capitalize on Kissing Game type of crossover songs? Right. Um, I guess I would definitely say the company, you know, the A&R the company. I know Ann Carly, you know, she was, um, I think, VP at the time. So she really was hands-on with us, uh, Kenny Mason. Linda Simmons, those were, you know, executives at the company who kind of helped develop. And um, I recall we were still promoting, you know, the first album. I think we were probably on uh, Mary Mary may have been a single, you know, third or fourth single by then, but they introduced us to R. Kelly and they signed him. We were in Chicago and um, we hung out with Rob you know, had a really good vibe with him. So he's like, I'm going to write some good songs for you guys. And I think we met in California a couple of months, maybe a couple of weeks later. And, you know, he started with Quality Time and then he just kind of built from there. So uh, I, I think too, like we really, to be honest, we still didn't, um, we didn't look at ourselves as pop artists, you know, even yeah. still. It's kind of like, you know, we wanted to stick to our people, our culture, you know, and, and, and Tony's style was really, you know, soulful. That's what the way yeah. he saw. And so, you know, we we just kind of stayed in that lane. But um, it's funny you say it because there are still people who say, hey, y'all y'all are a pop group, you know, and, and that's a compliment now. Yeah. You know, it really is a compliment because uh, a lot of the arenas we played, like um, we did Disney, you know, wow. for two years in a row. So that, to me, is really, um, you know, a stamp of approval that you're accepted by the pop genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you think about it, you guys were clean cuts and you were the you were different from Jodeci because when they came about, they almost became bad boys of R&B and the way they dressed and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, when they did come out... Um, did you did it change what you guys thought you may have to do, or did did it how did that influence you at all? Yeah, yeah, like you know, we, we were kind of always just flipping back and forth, and um, I do remember a time where you know we we wanted to be you know kind of more Jodeci style as a parent, you know, and hey guys, no, no, that's not what we're gonna do, you know, and we didn't realize at the time that it's best to have your own identity, you know. Yeah. So we did, we kind of went through several phases, but, you know, we realized, hey, that is what our fans expect of us, you know, to be the clean cut. And, and our songs obviously were about, you know, genuine yeah. relationships and things like that. It wasn't just necessarily geared towards, you know, the sex and, and things of that nature. So, you know, looking back now, I think that was a benefit of ours just being like a genuine, you know, um, reaction between a, a you know male and a female. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, how much influence did you have um, 
as a group and even personally with the direction of the kind of songs you're doing did, did, and even been having able to contribute as a writer not really not really like we we never you know we would listen to songs and kind of just give feedback and input but um one good thing i could say is that you know the guy william Lawson, who was in my you know the group with my uncle he stayed around and you know he was always kind of essential in you know helping us listen to songs and you know it should help us choose songs and he would always co-write on some things so you know, I think his influence as well kind of helped us stay in that love song, you know, relationship type of um, yeah. format. Yeah. Did you know about publishing and writing and how influ- how long-term beneficial it was to be able to? <laughs> I did not, did not. You know, you don't learn that part until it's almost too late. So <laughs> we never, we never wrote or produced on any of our music. Wow. Did you guys know how to write or stuff? Um, like, we, you know, we thought we did. You know, sometimes we would, hey, you know, let's change this word or, you know, fix something and what we thought felt better. But I, ne- I never really dealt with writing much then. You know, it wasn't until later on that I kind of developed a style for just, you know, putting my words on paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange because... Some people tell you that labels like people who don't know much because the more you know, the less they're likely to want to deal with you because it's more like you're going to ask too many questions. And that's the sad thing that you sign up and no one tells you that if you don't sing your own songs, you, you don't yeah. in the long run benefit from that. When did it all yeah. catch up to you that, hey, what's going on? We need to publishing and stuff. Was it after your third or fourth album? or what? Yeah, yeah. Like So once we left Jive, and you know we signed with giant records we kind of started trying to negotiate in our favor for things and um we did i think we got a decent deal but um unfortunately the, the uh, label didn't last long so yeah. you know they released um tony's solo project but never got around to the group project yeah. okay so before we get because you know your your second album um keep it going had the R. Kelly stuff, Quality Time was really powerful, you know, it, especially, I'm thinking 92, I'd already moved to Alabama by the time going to college, and it was, you know, it was one of the, it was you know, really, you know, one of the songs that we were, we were, we were playing quite a lot, um, and it was a very different vibe from the first album. Um, mm-hmm. Then, you know, and then you're touring, then you, you come up with Fateful. I mean, and I look at it and thinking from 1990 to 93, you're just releasing three albums. Was Jive looking to say, let's just capitalize as much as possible? What was the, because normally it's like a two and a half year gap before they release an album, but that was three albums in, in, in three years. Right. Well, I do know that um, I think the third album was more like an exit program for us because by then we were already looking you know to, to move elsewhere and so it was like we had um we signed a three album deal with them okay. so now it's like hey you're going to give us the third album before you leave so you know not necessarily rush but they wanted to make sure it happened so we didn't even really promote the second album the second as, the second album as well oh. as we wanted to and, and not to mention, you know, we had a lot of personal things going on. Um, the accident happened. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the members decided he didn't want to be a part anymore. So 
we were dealing with, you know, a lot of internal issues. So I think the company just saw that as, you know, things are going downhill. Let's go ahead and, and get this third album done, you know, so we can be prepared for whatever comes. So, uh, you know, in, in the third album, by then, I think that, you know, we were all just kind of dealing with, you know, the changes that came from being in the business and, you know, trying to figure out as, you know, young adults, how do we move forward? Not long after you guys really leave Jive, they sign NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney and they become the biggest label at the time. What would have been different if you guys are still around with the backing with those guys? I mean, you know, hopefully we would have been involved, you know, with just a piece of their success. And, you know, I think just being able to have had an opportunity to collaborate with any of those artists, you know, would have sustained us, you know, a lot better. But um, I think the best way I could put it is their experience from working with us allowed them to be able to, you know, do what they did for Instinct and Backstreet. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching. Ooh.